Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining us on a special day for our podcast, probably not a special day for <laughs> him. Uh, sorry you have to be introduced that way. Cody Del Mendo from CHGO oh, Cubs. What's up, Cody? Yeah, I'd be so much better if the Cubs didn't just lose two or three, but... As I say a lot on CSGO Cubs, you know, it's big of me to come on and do the show after Cubs <laughs> losses. I, you know, some some people might just want to go on for the wins, but, you know, I show up for both wins and losses because, you know, we're there for the people whenever they're up and when they're down, too. So uh, it's kind of weird that you actually had me on here after you guys took two or three, but still <laughs> big of me to come on here and do this. Yeah, that's how big that you, you are here. <laughs> Hopefully, at least for for your sake, uh, we don't really have any stake in the game, so to speak, here in Colorado. But when you go to Phoenix now, yeah. you're not on the PHNX Diamondbacks pod talking about another Cubs Ugh. loss. Rockies take the series two out of three, as you alluded to. First time that they've won a series since the last time a team from Chicago was in town, August 18th through 20th, where they nearly swept the White Sox. Wow. What do you guys have on us in Chicago, man? Like, well, that's what it is. Is you know what? If the Chicagoans want to come come in and take over Coors Field, it's fair. the Rockies' job to give them the worst possible time. They've done it, that. I, I, you got to think that the players for the Rockies like to see all of the just yeah. Cubs fans. Like, ooh, like mm -hmm. I don't know about you. It was to me. It looked seventy five percent Cubs fans at all three games this week. And so the players for the Rockies, I mean, that they probably had, you know, they, they had a chip on their shoulder. I mean, listen, baseball's so weird. Like, and I saw this a lot with last year's Cubs team. Like that team wasn't that good, but in September of last year, I remember them. They they swept the Phillies not once but twice. They went Spoiling. six and zero against the Phillies last year. Wow. Um, they. They swept the Mets in September of last year, a team that won like nine. Mm -hmm. I think they won 100 games. Like it was like it. When you get when you go, you start going down the stretch, and these teams that are in playoff races are playing these bad teams. These bad teams they don't necessarily have anything to play for. They're just playing loose. Yeah. Meanwhile, these teams in the playoffs, like they're they're scoreboard watching. They're they're trying to hang on for dear life, and so. Yes, it's disappointing that the Cubs lost two of three to the Rockies this week, but also <laughs> it doesn't necessarily surprise me just because baseball is just so weird. You can never predict it. Um, it's a very disappointing series for the Cubs, and hopefully this off day tomorrow will help them regain whatever they need to regain. And, you know, on the flip side, 
they just lost three or four to the Diamondbacks at home. Yeah. They have to have a chip on their shoulder going into Chase Field Oof. on Friday. So that's that's kind of my hope. But uh, that's baseball, yeah. as they say. Yeah, Kristen, aka Doctor Nighthawk. Thanks for beating the Cubs. Cubs fans, show up. You'll give them that. Kristen, yeah, you you absolutely have to. Rockies get to play spoiler. And that's what it is. It's these young guys getting to cut their teeth. Mm -hmm. There were guys on the Cubs last year who were kind of doing that same thing. So it really is an opportunity. One of the best series that the Rockies played early on in the year and in mm -hmm. June when they went to Boston to Fenway Park and they took two of three from the Red Sox and looked really good. And it was exciting for those young guys. We actually have an article up now at the DNVR.com for free about the those Colorado Cannons. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what was your impression of Nolan Jones in left, did play a little center, but mm -hmm. Brenton Doyle in center field. Even Charlie on Tuesday night had an outfield assist. What was your thought on either the, the Cubs base running or just the the arms that the Rockies have in the outfield? Well, I was really impressed by Nolan Jones. Yeah, I really was really impressed about Nolan Jones. Um, obviously, before the series, the only guy I can think of think of on the Rockies coming in was Chris Bryant, obviously. And, um, and actually, before the series started, he wasn't even on the team. <laughs> he was still on the IL. Right, right. <laughs> but um, getting these three days to see what the Rockies have, I mean, Nolan Jones looks like someone. Um, mm -hmm. I already. Well, I can't just say Chris Bryant. Ryan, Ryan McMahon is someone that I've that I've thought is 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 good for a while. But good comp. Um, yeah, Nolan Jones, the, the what the home he hit the home run today. Um, he's looked he's looked really good against the Cubs this week. But as far as I, I'd like to give the, some credit to the Rockies for throwing guys out. But I just want to be mad at the Cubs for just <laughs> making bad base running decisions. But um, so I guess it's a little bit of both. But yeah, I think Doyle, if he can figure out the bat, you got something mm -hmm. there. But the defense is there for sure. He looked pretty good out there, and uh, even I, I don't know. I don't think Goodman made a lot of plays defensively, but with the bat, he looked he impressive. Did a, he did a nice job uh, playing a ball off the wall, which was like, we were all like, hey, wow. Like, mm -hmm. real, he, he played that that appropriately because of all the different textures. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, we, we've been saying it all season long with, with the Colorado Cannons, with Jones and Doyle, just so many outfield assists, 15 for Nolan Jones, leads baseball, third most in Rockies history. Mm -hmm. Brent Doyle, he got his 10th on Tuesday night. Why are teams being so aggressive? And and I wrote about that uh, today, but we saw that in two different spots in today's Cub game, Cubs game. Willie Harris holding up that stop sign with a runner on third base. She had bases loaded. I want to say in the eighth, with Suzuki on third base and fly ball out to Doyle. Yep. Stop. Do yep. not. Yep. Do not. Yeah. No. I I was sitting second row right field territory, so mm. I I saw what happened and then to see that they didn't even try with Suzuki it was just kind of like guys we're down four <laughs> runs might as well give it a shot but you know the way that he's played defense a series it's kind of like all right well did you see where his throw came in home I mean it was right to the catcher's yeah, chest it's yeah, a fastball I, yeah Whew. yeah it, it was like a you know a kind of in that mid center left left center area right it wasn't so, terribly deep yeah it wasn't super deep right uh so yeah no the, the I think that's that's huge for the Rockies in their future, right? Because the outfield they're so so big, and yeah, um, they need they're probably going to need some really good defensive outfielders to you know start building up. You know, I, listen, I've, I've been through two rebuilds in in, <laughs> in, in in a decade, right? I know how it goes. It's 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 not fun, but whenever you finally get to that 
that part where you start to turn the corner, it's mm -hmm. a lot more. It's so fulfilling because you sat through all the bad times too. So um, for Rockies fans watching, man, like I, I understand. Um, so that I will say that before the series, I was like, I don't what what do the Rockies have to like lean on to be excited about for the future? Right. And here at the end of the series, I'm like, wow, they. I know they're probably going to lose 100 games, but they do have some guys. And, you know, I feel like a big part of their success is they need Chris Bryant to stay healthy. Like, he's the he's, he should be the best player on the team alongside Ryan McMahon. And, you know, like, him not being able to stay on the field, unfortunately, I know all about. But it's um, – I think that's a major key. Obviously, pitching is a major thing for them, too. For sure. But, that's always been a thing here. <laughs> Let's talk about Chris Bryant in a second, but as you as you said, the hundred losses with today's win. Hey, two in a row. I mean, is that is that a, a winning streak? I, I think you need three actually for it for it to be unofficially officially, you know, a winning streak. But Rocky still would need to go ten and seven to avoid one hundred losses. And with who they've got remaining on the schedule, Cubs are gonna want to give it back to them yeah. in Wrigley next week. Four against the Dodgers, three against the Twins to finish up the season. Maybe not as much. You know, you definitely can take a series from the Padres in San Diego mm -hmm. uh, next week. Four games against the Giants coming up here this weekend where they've only won one out of nine contests against the Giants. But I want to take get, get it from you. Not, I'm not trying to pile on here, but the worst of the week. For you, what was the worst storyline for Cubs fan? And this is almost all going to be about the Rockies. But yeah. was it that Chris Bryant hit his first home run against the Cubs? Didn't do it against the Giants. Didn't <laughs> do it last year with the Rockies. And then, of course, he hit his... Second home run today. You talk about him being healthy and being on the field. Two home runs from him, two wins from the Rockies. Was it Pete Crow Armstrong and his mess of troubles? Cubs yeah. losing two of three to the worst team in the National League? Or just the general fundamental issues in the outfield today? Two misplayed balls. Only one of them was actually ruled an error. A couple caught stealing attempts. Yeah. A couple failed sacrifice bunts as well. For you, if you were on the CHEO Cubs podcast <laughs> right now, what would you be railing against the most right now i'd probably be railing against the you know just the lack of fundamentals because the, yeah. the cubs this year the reason that they are in the playoff race is that they have played have been one of the best defensive teams in all of baseball with dansby swanson and nico horner up the middle dansby. Cody, cody bellinger in center or at first base um and you know pca what you had a 80 grade outfield or an 80 grade for you know, outfield defense and the mm -hmm. minors. Like, I know it's just the first few games in and the sun and all that, whatever. Yeah. Um, it should have been an error. I can't believe they didn't give him an error for that. But, um, you know, whatever. I, I To me, the what I'm trying to say is that the Cubs have gotten to the, this point to be in the playoffs perhaps because they don't beat themselves. And I feel like these two of these three games and even almost the first game of the first game of the series, I mean – if it weren't for Jan Gomes coming up, you know, big in that ninth inning, you know, they easily could have got swept. Um, but for me, like, it's these, like, the bad base running, Ian Happ not catching that ball today that led to the two-run homer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, it's just, like it's little things like that where for most of this year, the Cubs have been really good about not doing that. And I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's just because they're in a tight playoff race right now and guys are tired and, you know, I know the bullpen's kind of taxed right now, but it's just, it, to me, at this point, with where this team is at, they've outperformed what, you know, Picota, 
all the all the you know prediction rankings or mm-hmm. prediction websites they've outperformed it they've they are on pace to you know at least win you know 85 to 90 games at the very least right and to see them play like this against the worst team in the national league especially is very frustrating <laughs> uh so that's my biggest thing is like if they would have lost two or three and they're you know they didn't beat themselves I'd probably just give the Rockies more credit for, you know, you know, whether it'd be hitting or if our pitching just wasn't very good. But for the most part, I mean, even Tyone, I thought Tyone was okay today outside of his one bad inning. Early on, um, yeah. But Yeah, and, and if that hadn't if that had been ruled an error, we mm-hmm. were kind of joking the press box, like, would they go back and change that if he had like a no hitter going? Because it should have been an error. It was, it yeah. was ruled a, a double at first, but he was pretty much cruising for those first three innings and you go, All right, they might have to to go back and maybe correct that. And, you know, mm. on the flip side of the coin, the Rockies didn't beat themselves, mm. which, again, a, a team that's uh, on, on pace to lose 100 games, they are, are going to beat themselves and lose games like that. But, uh, you know, the bullpen came through. Tyler Kinley, a five-out save, yeah. you know, looking really solid. But he did say post-game that Justin Lawrence was available, but they didn't really want to use him. Kinley wasn't really available on Tuesday night. Uh, you know, he just coming back from Tommy John surgery. Didn't want to use him three games in a row. Uh, so Justin Lawrence got the save there on on Tuesday night. And look, save any party or gathering that you're going to with some Breckenridge bourbon, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos. Amazing stuff. Right now, they've got a, a hashtag Broncos bourbon. That's the hashtag to, to check out. Right now, they've got a cool thing where you can win two tickets, actually, uh, to the Breckenridge bourbon whiskey suite at Mile High in Power Field. For the Broncos-Chargers game at the end of the season on December 31st, post your favorite Broncos photograph to Instagram and Facebook using hashtag BroncosBourbon by the end of November because on December 1st, they're going to narrow down their choices to 10 fan favorites. There's going to be a fan vote for a week. Most votes wins the tickets and some Breckenridge Distillery and Broncos swag. To enter, go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash Bourbon of Denver Broncos backslash you can check out that in the podcast or even in the youtube description on that they're actually going to be at all of our broncos tailgates and at the dnvr bar watch parties all year long check out for their ricky seltzers it's made with breck spirits it's a uh, it's a it's a sure go-to grab check those out for sure uh, breckenridge distillery products are distributed and available in all 50 states shop your local retailer and visit breckenridgedistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning breckenridge Spirits at prey anywhere and DraftKings Sportsbook football is back. I mean, Broncos, it's back. They're 0 and 1. Bears, it's back, but they're also (laughs) 0 and 1. You know, there's going to be more epic games coming up all over DraftKings Sportsbook, and you know that they've got you covered on action for every single one of them. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers, you can bet five dollars on football and get two hundred dollars instantly. In bonus bets, nobody's missing out on all the action, especially not when you are a DraftKings customer. Take advantage of two new offers every game all throughout the month of December. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DNVR to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook and only with code DNVR because the crown 
can be yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Rockies had a really interesting lineup tonight. I don't know if you looked at it and anything jumped out at you, but it was, we talked about a pregame. It was fun quirky Nolan Jones batting leadoff kind of doing the Charlie Blackman mm-hmm. 2.0 and buddy said hey keep doing your normal thing if you want to run into a first pitch fastball for a leadoff home run go ahead and do it he didn't but eventually he did add that that two run home run <laughs> we saw Montero batting cleanup he extended his on base streak to 21 consecutive games third longest uh, amongst active uh, streaks going on in baseball uh, and Susie actually at the ballpark there today at Coors Field got a chance to catch up with El Harris Montero postgame here's what he had to say about his strong performance and the Rockies 7-3 win on Wednesday yeah, I was extremely happy uh, to be in that position. You know, I want to be the fourth, fourth hitter. I want to be a cleanup hitter, and, and honestly, I wanted to show them that I could do it. That homer you hit came off the first pitch. Um, what did you see on that? Did you know it was going out? Bueno, en realidad no pensé que se iba ahí, pero sí, la cunete duro y, y había chance de que se vaya. Um, yeah, I didn't really know it was uh, going to be gone, but I did, I did know I hit it hard, and I think I had a chance. Bueno, en realidad he seguido jugando duro, porque he cambiado, es que he estado mirando más picheo y dejando pasar los picheos fuera de la zona y, y haciéndole decir lo que están en la zona. You know, I continue to work hard, you know, the, the biggest thing is not swinging at, at balls, you know, getting in the strike zone and, and swinging at good pitches. Montero can absolutely mash. He's He's been great. In the chat, Tiago Souza says, is Jones bound to be the greatest Rockies ever? I mean, at this pace, yes, but <laughs> teams will, will figure him out. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't even know if he's on pace to be the greatest Nolan ever. He's got that far to go. Yeah. But it's hard to beat that other one. Yes. <laughs> he will definitely at least be the second greatest Nolan, uh, yeah. but we've got a long way to go for that. It'll be exciting to find out if he actually does do that. Stevie saying, hey, you know what? The Rockies uh, are, uh, are are pretty good, and uh, they're, they're a young, up-and-coming team. Appreciate all that. Yamir Yager. You're friends with Yamir Yager? Apparently. Um, I'm not recognizing the name, but as far as, like, the YouTube Yeah, name, chat's but... blowing up on, on YouTube. Yeah, that's awesome. People uh, are, are enjoying seeing you guys here, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the shout-out. There you go. Ty Block, solid guy. Look, I mean... He's playing for a spot next year. He wants a spot in rotation and pretty much has deserved it. He's been, uh, as Bud Black said pregame, a godsend. Like, mm-hmm. he's really stepped up in a big way, provided innings, you know, consistency. At Coors Field, to go five innings and only give up three and runs, that's that's virtually a quality start in this yeah. ballpark, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> and this goes back to, like, is this is this the Cubs not doing what they're supposed to do or Mm -hmm. is this the Rockies pitchers like just doing what no one at least coming in expected 
I thought Chris Flexen did pretty well, all things considered, last sure. night. And then tonight or today, uh, Ty Block, for sure, yeah. He, he kind of struggled early, but then kind of was able to give you a two innings of just keeping it close. And it, I knew when it was three to zero, I was like, they got us. We're a course field. They got to score <laughs> at least three more runs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they didn't. And here we are talking about a seven to three Rockies win instead of a seven to three uh, or something, you know, Cubs win, right? The, so. Cubs had uh, nine hits in the first four innings. Like yeah. there was a lot of traffic. And just couldn't get all those runs in. To my recollection, I don't even think there was any like double plays. You know, it no. was just you know holding the runner there at, at at third base during one of those rallies. I think Pete Crow Armstrong wasn't able to get a, a sacrifice bunt down. That's I guess fine. I mean, you'd rather have him at first base than uh, I think it might have been Amaya there at, at second so, or at, at first base. Um, but still, it's just just little fundamental the things. PCA struck out with the bases loaded too. Mm -hmm. I think in that second inning. I want to say is maybe that's the same inning that we're talking about. Um, yeah, they just left a lot of runners on, and the, like that has been a thing with the Cubs all season that's been frustrating. But I feel like that's I feel like every fan would say that about their team. Like that that's whether they're yeah. good or bad, they'll talk about that because teams just go through ups and downs. No matter how good or how bad you are, the the like the the peak moments, the best like when they're in a good stretch, everyone's coming through with runners in scoring position. Yeah. And whenever you're just kind of like treading water which i feel like the cubs have been doing over the last few handful weeks like some guys will come through and some guys won't and you're just kind of riding the roller coaster and i feel like that's what the cubs have been giving the fans over the last handful of weeks and they they need to finish the season strong if they plan on making the playoffs or even have any you know hope maybe of still winning the division they they need milwaukee to lose tonight and we'll see but um yeah like that's uh yeah, they had their opportunities, and they just they. I thought when Swanson drove in those two runs early in the game, I was like, okay, maybe I'll finally get a comfortable one where I don't have to sweat it out for <laughs> nine innings. But you know, didn't happen because they just couldn't score more runs. To me, that them beating themselves and then just not not being able to score runs in bunches a lot more this series against a you know obviously a, a team that's not good, a pitching staff that you know for the most part hasn't been very good. Struggled, yeah. Um, they they really missed out on an opportunity to gain some ground in the division and you know build on their lead in the wild card. So that overall just very disappointing for the Cubs. And if you're a Rockies fan, you're you have to feel excited about some guys at least, you know. And yeah. again, like I said, I I've, re I've I've been through rebuilds. I I will take all the silver linings I can get during the rebuilds. Cody, well, a couple things there. You're hit, you're hitting all of the all the buzzwords here. If this was Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, Cherry would be going crazy right now uh, because silver linings. I mean, the Rockies literally have a silver lining around their letters, and that's that's what we call our post game shows when you know the Rockies lose. So we've had a lot of the silver linings podcasts, um, and then yeah. rebuild. We don't use that word. Uh, no Rockies mm -hmm. ownership. Uh, does not allow that word to to. Well, I've said it what like five times on your show. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, we we, we use it, but yeah. Rockies ownership does not uh, allow uh, that. They don't believe in that, despite mm. the fact that they're going to lose a hundred games, and they were hoping to maybe win around five hundred. At least that's what the owner had wanted. It's yeah. uh, it's a dicey subject. Chris Bryant could be a dicey subject subject at time, but he went two for four uh, on Tuesday night during that win. He had a walk. He had a kind of excuse me two RBI single that was like, mm -hmm. all right, I guess I got lucky. But he homered on Tuesday night, homered on Wednesday. It was his third time going back-to-back -back for the Rockies. Uh, 15th career home run. 
his 10th this year. Uh, as Jake Shapiro uh, mentioned there, good to see him there uh, at, at the ballpark, uh, mentioned seven of his eight, 15 home runs have come like in groups, in, in bunches, the back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a two-homer game last year with a, with a, a solo homer game uh, in, in, in the following game. So he, he definitely hits them in bunches. So for anyone that, that doesn't know, because we really haven't seen Chris Bryant much. I, I did the math, and I want to say it's like May 11th of next year will, if he plays the rest of this season out, Mm-hmm. And he plays every game at the beginning of next year. Some point in early May, maybe it was May 7th, Chris Bryant will have finally played his 162nd game for the Colorado Rockies in year three of that seven-year $182 million deal. So, Cody, you have some experience with Chris Bryant. I do. Give mm-hmm. Rockies fans some hope, some uh-huh. hype on at least what you've gotten from them and what they can expect from him, maybe in bunches. You're not promising anything. You're not mm. guaranteeing anything. But that would be a nice little gesture to well, to make them feel better. Listen, a lot of Cubs fans, you know, the way that what they call the core left the Cubs, like Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, you know, it was one of, like, the trade deadline of 2021 was one of the more sadder days of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was like we knew that something had to happen. Did I expect them all to go? No, I did not. Um, I expected them to keep Rizzo. Um, I never – I mean, I always hoped that Bryant was the one that they were going to keep because I just always thought he was the better player. He was wow. the better player for the Cubs. Wow. He won Rookie of the Year in 2015. He won National League MVP in 2016 in route to winning, helping them win the World Series. Um 2017, you can argue he had an even better year than he did in 2016 based off Fangraph's war, I'm pretty sure. Um, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, <laughs> and then 2018, he was off to a great a great start, but then got the shoulder injury sliding into third base, I want to say. Maybe it was second base. Like, it's been so long. But that when he got that shoulder injury in 2018, that's when the injuries, the health things started to, to you know, be a conversation when you're talking about Chris Bryant. Yeah. He tried to come back. He like legitimately tried to change his swing just to come back and play. And it honestly, in a way, hurt the Cubs. And that's why they lost to the Rockies in the wild card game that year, right? Um they won ninety five games, but they they were on fumes at the end of the year that year. Um and injuries were a big part of it. But then you go into twenty nineteen he was good for half a season, then kind of tweaked his knee uh, and was just, you know, he really struggled second half of 2019. And then 2020, he played like 30 of the 60 games. The yeah. numbers weren't great. 2021, um, he was fairly healthy for all, like the time that he was with the Cubs in 2021. Was he, an all-star. Yeah, 2021 he was an all-star. Here at Colorado, he was representing yeah. the Cubs. Yeah, he was, he was an all-star. But he still had like nagging injuries where he would take days off every now and then and you know, it, it, the injury stuff, it, like, got to a point where every fan was just, like, screaming every time he would sit out because of a nagging injury or something like that. Um, and then, you know, gets traded what, and goes to the Giants. But I would, for me, my thing for him, if you're a Rockies fan, you just, like, I don't know, you got to put bubble wrap around this guy at this point. Like, <laughs> like if he stays healthy, he will hit. He is one of the best hitters I've ever seen in a Cubs uniform. And that, I I truly believe that. It's 
to me, it's sad that he had such a a rise. I mean, it wasn't just National League Rookie of the Year. He was College Player of the Year the year before. He was minor league or two years before Minor League Player of the Year the year before he came up to the Cubs. Like he skyrocketed to mm-hmm. you know. Like they had billboards outside Wrigley Field before he even made his major league debut. Like yes. he was what they call a female a phenom. Like when you talk about guys like Ellie De La Cruz for the Reds or Pete Crow Armstrong now for the Cubs. Like I, I don't even think PCA will ever get close to being anything close to what Chris Bryant was for, for the Cubs. And I think PCA is great, and he's and he has a high ceiling, and he he can be a very good player for the Cubs one day, but. Chris Bryant was a rare talent that came that land well because the Cubs tanked and got got the second mm-hmm. overall pick and luckily the the Astros took a pitcher instead of him like you know like it when the Cubs got Chris Bryant you knew that he was going to be the guy in the middle of your lineup every day going forward once he got to the majors and you know it was a sad ending and it, you know everyone thought that once they won in 16 the Cubs were going to be a, a dynasty they were going to win multiple championships with that core. Listen, they broke a 108-year curse. I'll never complain about only winning one. Um, <laughs> they, sh- to me, they probably should have won a few more if, you know, if they would have been able to develop on their minor league farm system a lot better. They're one of the worst farm systems in baseball before they traded Riz O'Brien and Baez away. Um, that was a big reason why they did it because they needed to revamp their farm system and they had to change all these things up in terms of how they develop talent and all this stuff. So they had to reset. Um, but, yeah, I mean, f- to me, he just has to stay healthy. I think he will perform if he stays healthy. And it's – I feel like Rockies fans are probably like, yeah, duh, dude, because, like, we haven't even seen him play. How can we even How can we even have any expectations whenever he hasn't played? Because that – I mean, that's how I would feel. If I was a Rockies fan, I would just be disappointed that he hasn't played. I wouldn't be able to tell you if he's good or bad – yeah. He just can't stay on the field. You know what I mean? But when he's on the field, and you saw it these last two days, mm-hmm. two homers in two days, finds he, he took a walk today too. Like the guy knows how to get on base. He's an underrated base runner, in my opinion. Like, and I like the fact that they're playing him at first base too now here in like the back half of his like quote unquote prime slash back end of his career. Yeah. Um, just because mm-hmm. I know that the, the outfield is so much different than what it is at Wrigley. He played a solid outfield for the Cubs but I think for course field probably playing first base or I don't think he could go back to third but first base probably suits him best now Mm -hmm. so if they start playing him at first regularly and he hits I think you got something there and personally I'll be rooting for him I as much as I hate seeing him hit homers against his former team (laughs) I am a huge Chris Bryant guy I and obviously it's easy for me to say that he won a World Series for me and my fandom and all that but he when he is right he is he is one of the best players in the league in my opinion and if you look at i think it's from 2015 to 2020 when you look at you know the top 10 players in f4 from that time span from 15 mm-hmm. to 20 he's in the top 10 in all of baseball in f4 um so that shows how valuable he was for the cubs during those years yeah. and so like i just think for him and for the rockies they they absolutely need to find a way to to keep him on the field. And I think playing him at first base is a good start because you don't have to be on your feet as much. And I think that allows him to focus as much as he can on hitting too. Yeah. So that, yeah. I hope that helps. I don't know. No, I think so. <laughs> I, I think I think that will make 
people feel a little bit better. Like like you said, he, he just has to stay healthy. I still think with his swing, he can win a batting title. Now, batting title isn't isn't the be all end all. You know, mm-hmm. go win a, a triple crown is worth a lot more than just a hey the highest batting average. Well, you play in a ballpark where the BABIP is obviously a lot higher because balls right. are falling in. But even as you said, just his approach at the plate, he was down 0-2 in that uh, in that that at bat where he was able to to draw a walk. Mm-hmm. What's what's really funny about the Cubs taking him second overall in the 2013 MLB draft is, as you said, Cubs were tanking. They had a strategy. They had a plan. Do you know, you know who picked right after the Cubs that year in 2013? It was the Rockies, right? It was the Rockies who did not have a plan of being really bad. They mm-hmm. were trying to be good, and yet they still had their worst season up to this point of this year. That was their worst season, 64 and 98. And they were trying. Mm-hmm. That's one of the differences between the Cubs and Rockies, at least right now. Cubs mm-hmm. have been the lovable losers for decades. That's why mm-hmm. so many people like yourself thought oh, we're never going to win a World Series. And then you have, you know, a, a, a genius like Theo Epstein come in. Yeah. And we've, we've kind of joked here that, like, if you ever see Theo Epstein at Coors Field, just know he's interviewing the ownership of the Rockies, not the other way around. Yeah. He doesn't need to interview for any job. He needs to make sure that the Rockies would be on board for any of his plans. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a guy like him coming in would certainly make things interesting. I want to get to the uh, comments in, in, in the chat here on, on YouTube, but you've got your Shady Rays here. I Let's do. Show everybody what you're rocking with. I, I got a slightly different style, but we got to be looking good, especially because oh, yeah. folks are going to use code DNVR. You know, I'll I'll buy a pair and then I'll give one to you because you're my guests. Okay. And that's true for anybody out there. Buy one, you get one free. If you happen to lose or break your glasses, boom, they're gonna hook you up with a brand new pair. If you don't like them, you can get a full refund within 30 days. You're gonna love them. You could try them on in person at the Park Meadows Mall, where two or more pairs is gonna get you 50% off when you mention code DNVR. Who on your show is the person that loses or breaks them? Uh, Ryan. I think he said it on your show. He too. did. He yeah. he admitted it. I just wanted to. <laughs> I think he. Rub it uh, in. <laughs> He told us that he lost them in San Antonio or something recently this summer. I think that's what he told us on set. Man. Um, yeah. Now he's had to definitely use that loss and broken replacements. Uh, you know, the for sure. That nice thing that Shady Rays provides. So nice. Of, you know, I, I I'm lucky, or I'm not like I guess I'm just super like I hate losing things, so I just try mm-hmm. really hard not to, and I, I guess I'm somehow good at that. Uh, I just don't let my shady rays out of sight because yeah. the sun can bother me. You know what I mean? Sun's always out, especially in uh, Chicago during the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to have my shady rays all the time. So I'm really good about keeping my, my sunglasses close by. It's amazing <laughs> how that works when you just try to do something. <laughs> yeah. It usually works out. Yeah, we get 300 days of sun here, so we've got to have that. Yeah. And we've, we've got you know great sports teams here. Uh, appreciate all the shout-out, too. Like, hey, we're, we're in Philly now. P-H-L-Y, C-H-G-O, P-H-N-X. All three teams battling for wild card spots. Yeah. We just gotta have the catbird seat here in uh, in Denver for all the Rockies <laughs> fans. But here's the thing: if you're trying to get tickets, game time tickets is the way to go. I've had a hard time in the past getting Nuggets tickets, even going back to like 2019. Yeah, they that's kind of when they first started breaking in, but they weren't the Nuggets that they are now, or even the Nuggets of just like two years ago. Uh, Cousin Jordan was coming out for a visit, couldn't get any reasonably priced tickets. All the ones that were available had awful sight lines, upper deck, didn't like it. Then I started using game time tickets. You start using it now. New customers, DNVR is the code. You get $20 off that first purchase. My favorite part is you can actually find out what your view is from your seat. So you don't have to guess like, eh, how is this going to look being on the corner? Is it going to be iffy? You might like it. It might be totally fine for you. And then you're going to save money because you don't need to be 
um, you know, on the 50 yard line, or you don't need to be, um, you know, courtside or, or, or whatever, you're going to know where you're going to uh, be looking with the, uh, the view options that they have over on game time tickets. So download the game time app, create an account, use code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code DNVR for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I use game time today to get my tickets to the Rockies Cubs game. And you got a good deal. I did get a good deal. I, like I said, second row in foul territory right field for $23. That's a pretty good deal. That's damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the debate right now is whether or not Chris Bryant was the best free agent outside the organization that they brought in. Will, of course, pointing out, yeah, Todd Helton never was a free agent, so uh, obviously highest you know contract or most money ever made with the Rockies. Uh it's between Chris Bryant and Larry Walker, and I actually think it's Larry Walker because at the time he was a free agent, he was the best offensive player uh, mm-hmm. that year going into to 1995. Didn't have his MVP yet like Chris Bryant did. Wasn't a Rookie of the Year award winner like Chris Bryant was. So he didn't have a World Series because you know, he played with the Montreal Expos. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, you, you could certainly make the debate, and that, that's a fun one to, to have. Uh, that's why you got to be watching us live on the DMVR Sports Channel on YouTube Go ahead and uh, like, share, and subscribe that, or, or give us a review wherever you're you are you are listening to this as a podcast. Thirty four outfield assists this season for the Rockies, fifth most in a single season in franchise history, most in the National League. Pico Armstrong, does he have a good arm? He's got some good range. Uh, he made a play today where it was almost like he overran it because he mm. was so darn fast. Mm. But for half a second, you were thinking, is he going to dive for that? And it was like. No, not even close because mm-hmm. he just moves that quick. That's kind of the same thing with Brenton Doyle in center field. Yeah, I, I just like this is how much I know about PCA. Um, you know, coming in to his, you know, it, this week uh, with his major league debut, I've yeah. seen highlight after highlight of him making incredible catches, like we saw last night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as the arm. Uh, I don't think it's his strongest point based off what I, you know, saw this, you know, today. Uh, but I think his range is probably his his strong point. I think he he would he would excel really well at, in a ballpark like this. Um, so if he can excel in a ballpark like this, then I I feel very good about him at Wrigley Field a lot of times yeah. moving forward. Are we? Are we- gonna trade players here are we are we trading chris bryant for p crow armstrong is, is that no. what we're doing here no 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 we're not gonna do that <laughs> not now as much I, I just sat here and i saw all these things about chris bryant but no 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 oh, okay. <laughs> not with the, not with that contract right now I, unless <laughs> my dream my dream my dream is that one day you know whenever he like maybe he's like his last year um and you know his contract's up with the rockies or whatever that maybe you know he signs like a one-year deal with the cubs like to do like the retirement tour or whatever, sure. you know what I mean? It, it to me, I feel like that would be that'd be fun, and he would be, and, and it would be for him to be like a you know a, a bench guy, a guy that just you know sparingly plays, waves the fans, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that'd be that'd be, that'd be fitting. I mean, that's I mean Charlie mm-hmm. Bachman is well, Charlie Bachman's He's been here forever. Has he? Has he? Has this he ever been here? No. I'm gonna say, has he ever been on our team? I don't think so. No, he's uh, only he's got one of the best beards in baseball. He's great. It's yeah. fantastic. Still got the mullet going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's one of the longest tenured players on any team, major leagues, and then you go back to when he was drafted in the minors. I mean, he's just been with the Rockies forever. So you got to hope he gets an extension. Herman Marquez. Uh, you know, we've kind of touched mm-hmm. on it on, during some of our shows. 
you know, did sign a two-year, $20 million extension. With escalators, though, it could get up as high as an additional $11 million. $2 million if he's uh, on the active roster for 30 days. Another $2 million if he's on the roster for 60 days. Then from there... If he's on the, uh, if, he, if he pitches 140 innings, another two mil, 160, another two mil, 180, another two mil. So if he's really good, I mean, that's mm. going to be fine. If you trade him, uh, he's going to get a, another $1 million deal. He's a guy, he's only pitched with the Rockies. Uh, they did acquire him in a trade from the Rays, but he'll, you know, enter free agency going into his age 31 season, still so really young. He's going to have a lot of Rockies franchise records. Uh, what's been your view on Herman Marquez from afar? He wasn't the guy that that shut the, the Rockies down in that wildcard game. That would have been Kyle Freeland. But still, yeah, Herman Marquez yeah. has a lot of baseball left in his future. Yeah, he's all, like, the last handful of years, he's the one that I'm like, okay, I've seen I've seen him do well, out, like, outside of cores even, and even at cores. So, uh but he just what it's kind of the same thing with him too, right? Like he just needs to stay on the field, right? He's had some injury problems. He's he's been relatively durable okay. before this season. He's been very right. durable. If you look at you know inning leaders, uh, you mm -hmm. know going back to 2017, his first full season, he debuted mm -hmm. in 16. He's been really durable. That's been one of his calling cards. And of course, his ERA is going to be over four at, at Coors Field. Yeah. But still, he's a guy that he's got the strikeout in him. And mm -hmm. uh, in fact, he only needed three strikeouts to break the Rockies franchise record. Yeah. Would have got that before, boom, UCL blows out right there on the mound. In the game, you go, hey, this is the one. Get the graphics ready. New franchise record. No, we're going to have to wait about a year, year and a half for him to finally do that. So that was uh, obviously pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's uh, – I hate to say it, but it's like it's rare when you find a good pitcher in Colorado. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, he's he's definitely one when the Cubs have gone up against him. I'm like, okay, this, this guy's different from the other guys that we face. But – um, yeah, yeah. Got to stay on. Got to hopefully comes back healthy next year, right? And you know, they got. They, that's nice of them to give him those incentives on that contract. Yeah. Uh, just based off, you know, what they know. Yeah. So. In the comments, uh, P. Crow Armstrong, he would need to have his outfield assist near 105 miles an hour, which we know that's what Brenton Doyle uh, has got as his little sidearm there. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a cannon. It's funny you, you mentioned maybe the arm needs a little something. This will put a smile on a lot of people's faces. I asked you, I go, oh, what were some of the good throwbacks mm -hmm. that you saw out there from Cubs fan, Cubs fans? And and you said Juan Pierre. And I go, yeah, there's a great Cubs Rockies crossover. Yeah. And so maybe Pete Carr Armstrong, Juan Pierre 2.0. He's got he's got to have more power than Pierre. For though. sure. He definitely has more power than Juan Pierre. But I mean, coming up through the minors, he was hitting leadoff with every minor league team for the Cubs uh, on his way up. So I don't think he's going to be hitting leadoff for the Cubs this year uh, or the rest of this year, but I could I could easily see him hitting a leadoff opening day in 2024. So, um, yeah, he's he's exciting talent. Uh, there's a really really high ceiling, and um, unfortunately, honestly, like his debut series didn't exactly go well, except no. for the defense. The de outs and you know the bad you know this should have been an error today. But, you know, those two catches yesterday uh, were, were nice. And, you know, he didn't start game one, uh, the first game of the series. Um, you know, I think he came in as a pinch runner and you didn't really do much. But Got caught stealing. Yeah, got caught stealing, right? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, no, no. It, he's a rookie. I, yeah. I, I need I, yeah. as much. Like, that's kind of like the. Independent race, too. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Right. That's what, like, these, these mistakes that he's made, it's like that's kind of like the tug and pull with the, the whole, like, 
calling up your top prospect yeah. is like someone to come up and maybe spark the team. And it's like, well, he's a he not he's never played the major leagues before. He's gonna he's gonna make some mistakes, and you just gotta kind of go with the the ups and downs with it, the roller coaster of it, and you just kind of hope that things start to slow down for him eventually. Um, for me, I'm I'm hopeful that he just plays solid defense and you know can eventually hit well enough to st- that you feel comfortable putting him in the lineup because I I. It's hard to have any ex- expectations on him, put expectations on him in a playoff race in the yeah. middle of September um, with already the expectations being the top prospect in the organization and have all this hype and stuff. So, I mean, he, not even just the pr- top prospect in the organization. He was a top, what, 12, top 13 prospect in all of baseball, all, all of baseball yeah. according to Pipeline. So, yeah, like, there's a lot of pressure on this guy to go out there and perform. So, I'm hoping... You know, he's got the first series out of the way. He had some good moments. He had some bad moments. Let's go to Arizona and kind of refresh mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, see what he can do out there. Uh, I was hopeful. I thought calling him up for the a series against the Rockies was going to be good for him, considering at least from the hitting perspective, but we didn't didn't see anything from that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does against Arizona. Gets those mistakes out of the way early. Maybe that's a, that's a good thing. Broncos need to, you know, they got their mistakes out of the way early. <laughs> so you got to hope. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. No, but look, it's, it's Broncos country month all month long for Breck brew. Look, they've got Colorado ingredients. They got their, uh, the high wire hops from North fork Valley. So Colorado company, maybe with hundred percent renewable energy. That's what we're drinking at the tailgates. What we're drinking here at the bar. Uh, you can drink one on set if you need to, Cody. I mean, tap in Breck Brew, Broncos Country. That's the spot. Go to breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Can you explain to us the summer of Mike Talkman? Speaking of <laughs> Rocky, former Rockies players. Rockies legend. Uh, yes. The Rockies summer legend. of Mike Talkman. I was he came up, he finally got in a bat today. Uh yeah. He came up in that eighth inning and I walked on four pitches. I was like, I was rooting, I was rooting for, you know, the the Mike Talkman revenge game or something. Um, <laughs> but uh how it started um i was just at my in my apartment in the middle of june and he was having he was just i keep i want it it all started when the cubs got swept by the the angels in june and then went to san francisco and won two or three Mm. and what happened in san francisco is david ross started putting mike talkman in the leadoff spot and then I wouldn't say the Cubs took off, but he took off. He was like yeah. red hot and for a couple months. Uh, and I think I was just in my apartment one day, like a week later on a Saturday, I was having a couple beers with my friends and he did something. I can't remember exactly what he did, but I just, you know, couple beers there, man. I was like, where were you for the summer of Mike Talkman? Because it's like, <laughs> where did this guy come from? He was a spring training invite. Like, He's kind of been a journeyman throughout his career. He's like yeah. early 30s. Like yeah. he's an easy dude to root for because it's not like he had any expectations. No one, no Cubs fan knew who he was uh before you know he started getting regular playing time. And yeah, so that's that's kind of how it started. And then he robbed really, that big home run, didn't he rob he a game-winning home, home run? He robbed that home run in St. Louis. Yeah. Um Alec Burleson, I think, hit it in the ninth inning off Abrazale and it literally just brought it back in, saved the game, literally saved the game. That's yeah. probably his peak moment as a Cub. Uh, and he's an Illinois native. Yeah. So he, I think yes. he grew up as a Cubs fan. Yeah. He's from uh, Palatine. Yeah. Uh, which is like a sh- north northwest Chicago suburb, I believe. Went to Bradley. 
Peoria yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep, definitely went to Bradley. This is yeah. this is good for he him. Was, yeah, he's uh, he's probably just enjoying the ride. I feel bad for him now. He's losing playing time because PCA is here. But PCA, you know, he definitely has a lot more tools than Talkman does. Um, Talkman's like a solid fourth outfielder on a good team, in my opinion. Uh, but he certainly was a huge part of the Cubs getting back into the playoff race because for a while it looked like they were going to be selling at the deadline. At one point, they were 10 games under 500. Um, and then they got red hot to start the second half of the year and find themselves near 500. He saves, saves the game in St. Louis. My, if if he doesn't make that catch, that might have shifted. That could have shifted everything. Yeah. They might have sold anyway. Uh, but he saved he in in some ways you can argue that he saved the season for the Cubs in terms <laughs> of just being competitive. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun bit that kind of like took off. His shirt too. Yeah, we took we, off. We took we made we collabed with a shirt uh, with this uh, shirt brand back in Chicago is called obvious shirts. There's a ton of them at Coors field today. It's one of the bigger <laughs> Cubs fan, like t-shirt brands out there. Uh, Joe Johnson, shout out. He's a, uh, he, he listens to our show all the time and all, all of us at CHGO wear his shirts all the time too. So we have a really good relationship and we, he has the That's player fun. licensee. So we were able to ah. put his name on the shirt, which is uh, clutch. And so, yeah, the only thing that I haven't seen is Mike Talkman wearing the shirt or someone else like on the Cubs wearing the shirt. That Make would that, happen. That, that would that would be that would be what I want to see. That's the last thing I want to see from it because you know, <laughs> the shirt was made and it was cool and people bought it and people tweeted at me and all that, but yeah, no, it's he's a fun story for the Cubs this year. He, That's cool. He he became a big part of this year's team and um you know, I the whole where were you for it? It's kind of like a like thinking in 10 years when you think about oh what who you ever think about like former rockies like random players like juan all day P like juan pierre for example that's all right? i do i can pay to actually do that so yes i do yeah. think about old right rockies. so like in 10 years we'll think and you think oh 2023 up oh, mike talkman where were you for that summer of mike talkman you know that was kind of the idea behind it because like he's gonna be a random cub that people will think about one day Whenever yeah. we're talking about center fielders or something like that, and it's just fun conversation to have with baseball fans. All right, a couple quick hits before we get out of here. Uh, 30 seconds or less. Sammy Sosa, should he be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Yes. Because uh, he, was, he wasn't the only guy <laughs> juiced up. Yeah, no, he... To Put me, him in. He, he, Same. I think he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. At the very least, the Cubs, like, the Cubs need to be welcoming him back to Wrigley Field. That's a big one. That, that honestly, at this point, that's what I'll I'll take. That it, it's, it's it's so disappointing to me that the Cubs have have continued to like let this whole steroid thing loom over him. And the thing is, is like Sammy Sosa created a whole generation of fans. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. Millennials love Sammy Sosa, and like <laughs> retires number exactly. Start the there. fact that they just keep ignoring like that he was like a Cub, but continue to play his highlights and stuff. At the ballpark, interesting uh, on their on their TV network, it's it makes me it honestly makes me sick. So yes, he should be okay. That's a good one. I, I, I'm on the same page there. <laughs> That's probably more than thirty seconds, but whatever. Pete Crow Armstrong, 2024 National League Rookie of the Year. Why not? I I think he has he has all like I said he has all the hype or not all the hype all the tools all the upside to be a you know, a 20 or 30 plus stolen base gold glove caliber 
leadoff hitter who can maybe hit you 10 to 15 homers a year and have a really high on base percentage. Okay. Um, yes or no, Justin Steele, Cy Young, is he going to do it? Yes. Yes. Okay. If he's, if he's not now, I don't know what you're smoking. All right. So <laughs> tell me, tell me what the Cubs fan experience is coming to Coors Field because you guys invade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, we Monday night it was was the start of it. Take me out to the ball games going on. Root, root, root for the should be Rockies, and sometimes you hear their fan. No one was really singing the song. They were just waiting to shout Cubbies or Rockies. <laughs> it was so loud, yeah. just the battling of Cubbies, Rockies. Yeah. It the stadium like vibrated yeah. just a little bit. So this was your first time coming in. What was your thoughts? Were you surprised how many Cubs fans? I mean, you probably were a little bit prepared for that. I I'm always told that there are a lot of Cubs fans here in Colorado, yeah. like not just Denver, but just in Colorado. And so was I surprised to see a lot of Cubs fans there this week? No. Was I surprised to see it be 75, 80% Cubs fans over Rocky Rockies fans in the ballpark a little bit, just because like, I maybe, maybe it's just because the Rockies are bad, but like, I don't know. I, I guess I expected it to be more 50-50. I've never, I don't think I've ever. 50-50 is pretty crazy if you think about it. Like, I mean, so you thought it was actually there's more Cubs fans? Yeah. It probably I mean, was. Yeah, But 50-50 sure. in and of itself. I mean, I wonder how many places you could go to that are 75-25. Like, mm. even that is kind of wild if you think about it. Like, yeah. at CU Buff. So, Kale, I don't know if you were there um, for the Nebraska game on Saturday. I mean, Nebraska had their section, but that's like. One twentieth, maybe even less, right? It was like uh, one guess, section, right? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. tops. Yeah, but even seventy-five, twenty-five is wild. That happens a lot at Coors Field with with fans, and, and you know you get it, and, and that that's part of it. That's mm -hmm. it can be helpful I, to the front office. It can also hurt them where you get yeah. complacent, and but that's right. also another reason going back to the whole tanking thing. You know, Coors Field is recession proof, mm -hmm. so even with the whole draft lottery business right now, I think there's a way you could creatively tank and be bad and you're still going to make some decent money people are still going to be coming to the game you're, you're still coming you don't necessarily care yeah. if the rockies plan to lose 100 games or if they were hoping to go mm -hmm. 500 and they lost 100 games you're still coming yeah see this this won't make a diehard rockies fan happy but like <laughs> uh -oh. when i was walking around the ballpark yesterday i was like this is awesome there's a ton there's tons of places to go around here there's some cool bars yeah uh I would if I lived here, I would come here all the time, especially with how cheap how cheap tickets are. Like <laughs> that's that's like any diehard Rockies fan would be like, no, don't show up, so they'll sell the team or something. You know, like <laughs> oh, they've been they do that in Chicago sometimes when the you know especially after the twenty twenty one deadline, people were calling for ownership to sell. Um, so like I I understand that that <laughs> aspect. Um, I get. I know that Cubs fans travel. I feel like every, every time they go on the road, especially out west, there's a lot of Cubs fans. I expect to see a lot of Cubs fans in Arizona this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I expect, like, mm -hmm. I feel like anytime they go to Milwaukee, it's there's a lot of Cubs fans who will travel up to go to, the, to, to, go to, to when they play the Brewers. Um, it's the same thing when they go to St. Louis, anything in division, honestly. But, yeah, they... I, I do think Cubs fans travel well. Did I expect it to feel like 75% of the ballpark this week was Cubs fans? Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> but 
Am I like surprised by it? No, not really. Just because I know I know the fan base travels well. People care, and a big part of that is WGN. Uh, of course, the, yeah. The Cubs being on WGN for you know for a long time until they started their own network is a reason why there's a lot of you know Cubs fans around the country. I, Atlanta with TBS, right? And I mean the Rocky when the Rockies uh, start like in the ninety three, ninety three. So you know before then, like I'm sure a lot of people here in Denver or in Colorado, like they. Probably liked either the Braves or the Cubs. Giants fans too, from you know how good they were in the the '80s as well. So mm. yeah, it's uh, that 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 comes with the yeah. territory of going to Rockies games, being a Rockies fans, uh, seeing what it's like at, at Coors Field. Cody, man, this has been uh, wondrous. Go ahead and uh, plug away, let folks know where they can can find you at, because you got some good fun takes, and <laughs> you know Rockies uh, after October first, they're not really going to be doing anything. So hey, if you want a little, you know, a little juice wanna- in there. If you guys want Cubs, to, baby. you know, hop on the Cubs bandwagon, you know, I will appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Cody underscore CHGO. Um, CHGO Cubs podcast, uh, CHGO underscore Cubs on Twitter as well. Uh, CHGO Sports, CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Uh, if anyone here is a Chicago sports fan is or has friends who, have, who like Chicago sports, check out all of that. Uh, this studio is... For it to be in a bar, uh, this is a lot different from them back in CH, back in, uh, in Chicago. I'm, I'm going to definitely go back and I'm going to keep pressing about how we need to get a bar in Chicago <laughs> that we can put our studio in. So uh, it was great. I appreciate you having me on, man. And uh, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. That's one of the cool things, too, with the diehards besides the, the diehards uh, only discord. Like you get 15 percent off your food and drink like oh, nice. you can have a good time and it, it's going to like pay your membership's going to pay for itself. Uh, yeah. if, if you're a diehard. So appreciate you, Cody. Uh, make sure you're following us at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. Appreciate the momentum, but as we say here in the baseball podcasting world, your momentum is only as good as your next show. So, of course, it's going to be a good one on Friday. Another Susie show lining up for you right here on DNVR Sports live on YouTube.